Well, 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 it is in the books, the 2022 Final Four in New Orleans. And welcome back to a post-game wrap-up edition of College Basketball Coast to Coast. I am merely the somewhat capable, somewhat competent host of the program, TJ Reeves. And however you found us, through a social media link or on TuneIn and the TuneIn service and the College Basketball Coast to Coast channel, or if you found us via podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, thank you for doing so. I've got some great help here. My man, Ari Russell, he's been my wingman for much longer than either one of us want to admit, going back about 20 years. He is here. Also, T.C. Martin, the doctor from the T.C. Martin Show in Las Vegas, is here. Deshaun Tate of the Tate's Take Hoops podcast out of Atlanta is here as well. And, boys, let's get right into it. The Kansas Jayhawks, very impressive in game number one. T.C., I'll begin with you. I did not see it coming against the Villanova Wildcats yet. Man, the avalanche came 81-65. Kansas wins. Give me a couple of quick thoughts. The momentum was uh, with Kansas right from the get-go. The avalanche happened quickly uh, with the three-pointers and, you know, with McCormick on the inside, Abaji on the outside, and that was it. I mean, they had no answer. You know, we were talking about Villanova, what, how they are going to react without Justin Moore, and it seemed like they were shell-shocked. Uh, Caleb Daniels thrust into the starting lineup. Uh, Villanova had no answers, I mean, especially defensively. So they got behind early, made a little run, cut it to six on two different occasions, but too little, too late, way too much Kansas. The biggest, uh, I think, factor, you can talk about McCormick, was Abaji early making threes, Ari Russell. It seemed to open everything up, did it not? Well, it's actually the other. I think it was McCormick opening up the uh, the three point lane, uh, three point line uh, for Kansas today. There was just simply no answer for him. They just don't have the size or the uh, the the girth really to do anything. And McCormick really had a dominant game in the post, and that really opened up Kansas. Really, probably have their best three pointing shoot three point shooting season uh, of the season. Uh, it was just a, a remarkable spike. Like you said uh, Abaji just was deadly. I think he was five for five or six for six maybe at one point. He finally missed some shots in the second half. But boy, I tell you what, you know, he had wide open looks, and, and that's because McCormick in the paint. They just had no answer for him. Abaji uh, finishes the game with 21. They made 13 threes to Sean Tate. That's the most since they made 15 in a regular season game with Kansas State uh, earlier in February. So they broke out big time there. What are your impressions on what you saw out of Kansas tonight real quick? Yeah, that three-point shooting was crazy. It was like they were throwing a rock in the ocean from the boat almost. I mean, when you look at a team like uh, Kansas, which I feel like huge X factor being David McCormick, you don't know what you're going to get out of him sometimes. I'm all, I know here in New Orleans, but I'm almost ready to call him the Big Easy because that's how exactly how he made it look. Did he make a little money tonight? Uh, a little bit. I mean, listen, it's it's crazy to think, you know, what who when you start having these NCAA terms, you think about who helped themselves the most. We have that conversation every year going into the draft, and he's certainly right up there. Uh, and not only that, but you start getting Braun, you know, a guy who's a big-time perimeter shooter for them. Uh, shooting in a dome, he didn't seem to have a problem with doing that. And so when you're able to put that all of those things together, um, it was just rock, chalk, Jayhawk, and, and, and they're moving on to Monday night. Yeah, they are moving on to Monday night. T.C. Martin, uh, what do we say here about Villanova? Jay Wright was trying to call some timeouts. Now, they did whittle the game down and got the game to six in the second half. Uh, and Caleb Daniels, a New Orleans kid, had a three-point shot to make it closer than six. It did not go in. 
they were valiant, but man, they just didn't have answers, did they, down the stretch? No, you're not going to have any answers, uh, especially with McCormick uh, down low. And really what killed Villanova tonight was the points in the paint. I mean, Kansas just buried them in the points in the paint. I think it was something like, you know, 32 to 14, uh, something ridiculous like that. And they were just, uh, Villanova was just undersized, had no answers uh, for Kansas. And I think it's all about just giving the Jayhawks credit. We, you know, we talked you know, coming into this tournament that Kansas could be, you know, maybe the softest number one seed. They could go out early, and they, they, that didn't happen at all. And you can also make the argument they had the easiest path. But the bottom line is they showed up big time tonight, and, uh, you know, they were playing a tough Villanova team, but just too much Jayhawk tonight. Ari, you're based in New York. You saw Villanova in the Big East championship game. We joked before things got underway tonight that if this became a 10-point game early, it favors Kansas. That's kind of how the script went, and Villanova just did not have firepower to keep up in the end, correct? Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, we were talking about it during the game as far as, especially the second half, that Villanova just doesn't have enough possessions to get back in this game, is what we were talking about. Um, but, but really, we saw this at the end of the, at the second half of uh, the Miami game in the Elite Eight game, where Kansas just completely takes their opponents completely off their, off their game. They did it to Miami, just completely took them out of rhythm. And they did it today in major stretches of this game against Villanova. Took them way away from their game. You were you were seeing a lot of uh, one-on-one plays uh, where, where they weren't rotating the ball, Villanova. That's not their game. And we were seeing that toward, towards in, in stretches here. They And that's because Kansas defensively really makes it difficult for you to move the ball around. They, they, they get into the passing lanes. They really guard the perimeter well. And, of course, when you have McCormick in the paint, you really don't have anything to do in the paint. So, uh, you know, again, Kansas is playing their, their best basketball at this point of the season. And I think it's uh, impressive. And today they, they closed it out when, when Villanova gave a little charge. And it kind of just shows you that this team is, is ready for the big moment. That's the voice of Ari Russell. Find him at Ari Russell on Twitter, T.C. Martin. Also hanging here from Vegas, T.C. Martin 21 on Twitter. Also, Deshaun Tate is here from the ATL. He is Mr. Tate's Take. Tate's Take Hoops uh, on social media if you're looking for him. Whatever Bill Self found and said at halftime in Chicago, Deshaun, last Sunday, Ari Russell does not want to hear this. He's a Miami Hurricane. Whatever it is, the last three halves have been very impressive. And as we point to Monday night, that bodes well for the Jayhawks. We don't know what it means ultimately, but man, the last three halves of basketball. Tell me more. Yeah, especially on both sides of the ball, I think is what it is. It's not just on one side. We know that it starts with defense, and they were playing very well at that. Listen, we don't even really have to get into the offensive side. They started the game out on a 10-0 run right out the gate. I mean, there really isn't much more that needs to be said with that. And I know that what they need to do is shut down the perimeter a little bit because everybody knows Villanova guard very guard led four guards setting all those things brandon slater uh, one of the three-point shooters for villanova i don't know if he was wearing his reebok pumps the way he was <laughs> pump faking so many times on the evening so listen i mean you're talking about a team the biggest question for me is how disciplined are they going to be versus villanova's discipline and experience and they clearly didn't have a problem tonight and that's exactly why they're moving on they are moving on by the way boys i think we all know this how much does bill self and the kansas program enjoy new orleans this is three straight Final Fours in New Orleans, 2003, 2012, and 2022. They're in the championship game all three times. Now, Rock Chalk fan doesn't want to hear that they lost the title game in 03 to Syracuse, and they lost the title game to Kentucky in 2012, but they're back there again for the New Orleans hat trick. Boys, stand by. We'll talk about semifinal game number two as college basketball coast-to-coast continues in just a moment. 
And as we come back in on this edition of College Basketball Coast to Coast, we now know the North Carolina Tar Heels will be playing the Kansas Jayhawks coming Monday night after a dramatic 81-77 win over the Duke Blue Devils to eliminate Duke and end the career of Coach Mike Krzyzewski. Holy mackerel. Hubert Davis once again as the coach at UNC wins the final game for Coach K at Cameron and then he bookends it by getting a win in the final four in New Orleans. My guys T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show, Ari Russell and Deshaun Tate of Tate's Take the Podcast are back aboard. T.C. Martin, you get to go first again, Doctor. Uh, was that something or was that something? And full credit to North Carolina. Full credit to North Carolina and just an electric atmosphere inside the Superdome tonight. And, uh, you know, we saw drama going down until the final 20 seconds of this game. But let's credit North Carolina. But, hey, we got to show some blame to, Ju- uh, to Duke as well, too. When you, uh, you know, go 12 for 20 at the free throw line and 5 for 22 from beyond the three-point arc, you're not going to win many games. And that's not Duke style. And uh, just a really horrendous shooting performance uh, from the Duke Blue Devils tonight from the charity stripe and from beyond the arc. All right, Ari Russell, the big story, Caleb Love in the second half of the game you kept hitting me on the arm going he's doing everything yeah 22 points in the second half I mean that's one of the all-time it has to be one of the all-time performance a single person individual performance uh in a, in a national semifinal. Um, you know I don't have the stats in front of me about what what's comparable to that but uh, it's hard to find one I mean he was just hitting shot after shot getting you know getting into the lane it was just and then obviously closing the game out with those free throws. He keyed that 11 nothing run early in the second half with two threes on his own to, to help get them in front by four or five points. I mean, in the first half, uh, it was R- it was R.J. Davis that was really, you know, keeping UNC in the game. And then in the second half, it was Caleb Love, who really took it to the other level. I mean, he's had a fin- phenomenal tournament. Let's let's not let's not leave that alone. Uh, but but he really stepped up in the biggest moment of his life and his career. Uh, but uh, just a great team effort. Backcourt was just dominant today with UNC. First half, Davis. Second half, Caleb Love. And really the backcourt for uh, for Duke. I mean, obviously, Keels came off the bench and had a heck of a ball game. But it wasn't enough. And Roach really had, who has been great this tournament, not so great today. He only had six points. Um, you know, he had much, much better performances after, uh, prior. And today, it just seemed like he didn't have enough. And a lot of that has to do with North Carolina. Deshaun Tate, your thoughts immediately after this one's over. Uh, really happy for Hubert Davis. People forget this is his very first year. And I remember all of the talk and scrutinize of what he was starting all the way back people don't like to talk about it but going all the way back to the press conference from when he first got hired in and all the way through the season they lost many games earlier this year by 20 points 30 points to teams that aren't even not even sniffing the ncaa tournament people were talking about getting him out of there you couldn't be happier for him you know pulling his guys together and then you know listening to coach k the other day talk about how he's doing it his way he's not trying to pretend to do it roy or dean or anybody else's way and it's clear to see that that these guys are playing for him and uh definitely saw some instances where duke you know down the stretch missing free throws the inexperience of duke definitely showed against uh carolina's experience some of that was the difference tc martin you were out in san francisco and saw this duke team in person pull out the game at the end with texas tech they had previously done it against michigan state Again, you credit North Carolina some, but this is a case where Duke didn't make the plays that they had made earlier. 
Yeah. Well, they went away from what they were having success doing, you know, going inside and having Banchero, you know, get to uh, get in the paint, go to the free throw line. They settled for some uh, some jumpers. They weren't hitting those. And it seemed like, you know, the, the stage did get big, a little too big for Duke, you know, in that final minute. They did retake the lead with about a minute to go. But then North Carolina came back with, with two big buckets. And then the, the dagger was uh, the three-pointer by, by Love with, uh, you know, Carolina up one. So it was about two or three possessions there in the final minute and a half that really uh, killed Duke tonight and they kind of did it to themselves like we said fr- from, from a shooting perspective and then also you know getting some foul trouble with Mark Williams. Is it me or is Caleb Love like the doctor? He just prefers the step back three as opposed to an open three. Every time that he did the jab step and step back it's just like the doctor shooting threes. I thought it was going in. You go back in the day brother you got that right and let's give Br- uh, Brady Manick some credit as well too. He's stuck some big shots tonight down the stretch as well too but you know like Deshaun said you know, give credit to, to Hugh Davis, uh, he wasn't getting much love, uh, you know, whatsoever. This team came in as a number eight seed, and you know, we saw this team perform. I mean, the opening game against Marquette, where they just ran them out of the gym, and then you know they did the same thing to Baylor, you know, up by 25, and then you know they had to come back and win that game in overtime, and they basically have just run everybody out. And tonight was was nip and tuck. It was going back and forth, but in the end, what happened? Yeah, Carolina at the end took care of business. They made their free throws, came up with some big defensive stops. Voice of T.C. Martin. Find him on Twitter at T.C. Martin 21. Also, the T.C. Martin show is in Las Vegas five days a week. He's here. By the way, T.C.'s first Final Four ever in person. I think you might remember it and talk about it for a while, by the way, real quick. Absolutely. What a, what a great one. Great to be here with you guys. Uh, Ari Russell, uh, we have been around Coach K, you and I. We've had the privilege previous broadcast lives, Sirius XM, uh, even with TuneIn. Give me a thought here because we saw this at the very end. It's gut-wrenching for him, and, he, and he's done. What are, you, what are your thoughts here? Well, look, I mean, it's hard to rely on freshmen uh, at these moments. And, and look, he, he adjusted. He, wasn't, he was one of the last coaches to actually kind of adopt that one-and-done ordeal. I think, um, you know, I, I guess was it Elton Brand? Was that that, that, that first thing? I mean, they, uh, they were the first ones they, that kind of had that. But, but he, he didn't move to that. Uh, as fast as everyone else did, but he finally adopted. Had a lot of success, um, you know, even in that in that realm. Uh, but it's so hard. It's very hard to get through these games without that experience. Um, it's very difficult to do. You don't see it. I mean, how many times do we see you know key freshmen that are out here that are going to do it? It doesn't happen that often, I guess. Um, I guess we got Anthony Davis. Uh, we got obviously Carmelo Anthony. But if you really go down the line, it's always going to have veteran players that you rely on. Uh, Hubert Davis had more guys, had guys that had a lot more experience at this level. Uh, and I think that Coach K coached his rear end off this year. Uh, had a lot of talent, but the freshmen played like freshmen tonight. And I think that was a big deal. And there's only so much coaching you can do at the end of the day with that. The talent's there. The experience was not. And it showed in the stretch down tonight. Deshaun Tate is the only one of the four of us on college basketball coast to coast that was in Cameron Indoor Stadium for the closeout by North Carolina beating Duke. Now you're here at the Superdome in New Orleans tonight. Same question with Ari here. A thought on Coach K's career coming to an end at the Final Four real quick? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the Devils probably never want me to attend a game again. <laughs> um, but, no, seriously, I mean, when you start talking about a guy like Coach K, I mean, his – you know, legendary status and, and resume speaks for itself. I mean, I was the one that said, you know, they're going to they're win a national championship. Call it political, call it prerogative, call it what you want. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, 
Um, you got to give him credit for what he's done um, for the past 42 years, not just at Duke, obviously, but for college basketball as well. I mean, the crazy part was it, w- it was the, the, the fouls, you know, uh, for the guys that are up front, you know, between John and Williams. It was like, you know, they 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 were adding up more fouls than than, than a, a college funds piggy bank for crying out loud. I mean, those were just some of the differences um, for me, but I will go as far as to say this. Now, I know it's going to sound crazy to you guys and to everybody else that's listening, but I was a believer in this, just based off of having the pride, whoever the loser was of this game, you don't go hang a Final Four banner in your arena. I'm just one of those believers. <laughs> yeah, whoever was going to lose, not much of a consolation on that. All right, we'll go right around real quick. We'll have more time to get into this for Monday night. But a a quick thought now, it's North Carolina and Kansas for the whole thing. TC, you got a quick thought on that? You know, this both of these teams have been rolling through the tournament, probably, you know, the two hottest teams that we're seeing right now. And who wants to step in front of this North Carolina train right now? I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to say, okay, this was their Super Bowl. This was their national championship game tonight. They beat their arch rival, again, two out of three times this year. And now what are they going to have? We saw them, you know, celebrating and partying uh, and hanging on the court for a good five to seven minutes after they went in the locker room. I think Kansas is going to be full of business. I can't give you a winner at this point in time right now. I can't because these are two fun teams to watch. Both of these teams executed big time tonight. They both shot the ball exceptionally well. Monday's going to be one heck of a championship game. The only reference point that I could come up with in the NCAA tournament right now is the 2008 Final Four in San Antonio where uh, Kansas just absolutely destroyed North Carolina, especially in the first half of the game, up by 25 or 30 points, and then went on to win. Now we'll get this on Monday night. Deshaun Tate, a couple of thoughts here as you think about uh, Monday night just for a second here, North Carolina and Kansas for the whole thing. Uh, It's going to be a dogfight. An eight-seed North Carolina, a a, a first year uh, of, again, as a reminder, um, for Hubert Davis that those are just things that just don't happen and winning a national championship. I'm not sure the last time I saw, you know, a, a national champion in their first year for a head coach, but it's obviously going to be a really good game. The guard play, keep a close eye on that. The rebounding margin, the rebounding edge, who has that? All of those different things. One team, you know, hasn't won it in, in 25, or I'm sorry, 15, almost 15 years. And, you know, the other team is, is starting all over with a new head coach. And um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. If I had to go, if I had to go one way or the other right now, it's just way too hard to go against North Carolina as we stand right now. And again, Carolina got one in 2017 out in Phoenix. Uh, so they have one more recently than Kansas. That was Roy Williams. That was Hubert Davis as an assistant coach. And now he's got a chance to do it as a head coach. Boys, outstanding job. Thank you, Deshaun Tate. Thank you, Ari Russell. Thank you, T.C. Martin. As we wind this down on college basketball coast to coast in a moment. Well, a tremendous night, such a subplot, such a Hollywood story, and it's over for Coach K as North Carolina has knocked them out. 81-77 in the nightcap semifinal, Carolina and Kansas for the title on Monday night. Uh, Again, you cannot say enough about 70,000 people standing throughout the end of this basketball game in the Superdome in New Orleans. Uh, Probably out of the 70,000 in attendance, 
at least 50,000, if not 55,000 or more with the Duke Carolina fans. It was something to behold on this semifinal Saturday, and North Carolina is the story for winning it. And don't sell Kansas short. They are the only one seed remaining in this tournament, and they played like it against Villanova. So that's our matchup coming for Monday. Great stuff from T.C. Martin, Ari Russell, and Deshaun Tate. I'm T.J. Reeves as well. Whether you found us in podcast form on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, streaming on TuneIn, we're back later Sunday to talk more about Carolina, Kansas on Monday night on College Basketball Coast to Coast.